Welcome to the Digital Edge with Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway. Your hosts, both legal technologists, authors, and lecturers, invite industry professionals to discuss a new topic related to lawyers and technology. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the 185th edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Sharon Nelson, President of Sensei Enterprises, an information technology, cybersecurity, and digital forensics firm in Fairfax, Virginia. And I'm Jim Calloway, Director of the Oklahoma Bar Association's Management Assistance Program. Today, our topic is Microsoft's Copilot, new AI tools for Microsoft 365. Our guest today is Ben Shore, a senior content PM at Microsoft and an accomplished author widely recognized for his expertise in Microsoft 365. With over three decades of experience in legal technology, he has become a sought-after speaker and consultant. Shore's passion for simplifying complex technical concepts has made him a trusted resource for mastering productivity tools and maximizing efficiency in the digital workplace. Thanks for joining us today, Ben. It's always an honor to be invited. Thanks, Jim. Well, Ben, why don't you start by telling us what's involved in your role as a senior content project manager at Microsoft? Yeah, absolutely. Before, before I answer that, I probably should say that our, our lawyers would like it if I uh, make it clear that what I'm going to share today are my opinions and experiences with Copilot and not necessarily those of Microsoft. That said, I work in a group called Customer Success Engineering, and my particular role is to develop content. That means articles, videos, even things you might see on screen in the in the apps that helps our customers get the most out of Microsoft 365. So I, I spend a lot of my days writing, reviewing scripts, looking at videos, working with the product teams, trying to help the customers understand it all. Okay, Ben, well, let's just start off with the uh, big question from our podcast. What is Microsoft 365 Copilot? Yeah, Microsoft 365 Copilot, it's an AI-powered digital assistant uses large language models, LLMs as they're called, and it's built into the Microsoft 365 apps. So it's there to help you get stuff done. You can create drafts of content, suggest different ways to write something, offer summaries of content like documents or presentations, emails, that kind of thing. And you can do a bunch of a whole bunch of other pretty cool stuff. Well, I can't wait to get a chance to try it. So what apps does it appear in? Pretty much all of them. <laughs> You're going to find it initially in Word, Excel, OneNote, Outlook, Teams. If we make it, it's probably going to have Copilot in it at some point. And that's also true of, of things like Windows and services like Viva. I guess I'll ask the obligatory question for AI topics. Is this one the end of lawyers? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Last one out, turn out the lights. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. You know, there's a reason we call it Copilot and not Autopilot. <laughs> it's intended to help people get more done. It's good. It's there to work alongside you, not instead of you. Right? Nobody should be asking Copilot to write a legal document, a contract or a brief, and then just taking that result and filing it. That would be a big mistake. And I think we've seen a couple people make that mistake, although not with Copilot, I should hasten to add. You know, whatever they've whatever they were using in New York and Colorado, I think it was, was not Copilot. But yeah, Copilot is great at creating a first draft you can build on. Copilot is great at taking a paragraph you wrote and suggesting rewrites that might make it clearer, more concise, that kind of thing. Copilot's great at creating a summary of a document or an email thread so you can get up to speed faster. But Copilot is not a lawyer and it isn't here to replace lawyers. So I, I don't I think it's a it's not the end of lawyers. 
And I assume it's going to be in other uh, people's tools, not just lawyers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's for everybody. It, it might be another nail in the coffin of the billable hour, though. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> it certainly is. He made a bunch of lawyers just faint. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to stall to let them get revived there. Well, anyway, before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Be the best resource you can for your Spanish-speaking clients with the Spanish Group's Legal Translation Service. Experienced translators ensure accurate translation of your documents with same-day delivery. Confidentiality is ensured, and the Spanish Group guarantees acceptance for certified translations. All that, and their rates are competitive. If you need other languages, the Spanish Group translates in over 140 languages. Mention Legal Talk 20 when you request your quote for 20% off your first translation. Visit thespanishgroup.org. Delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I dot C-C and get $500 off with code HAPPY24. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is Microsoft's Copilot, new AI tools for Microsoft 365. Our guest today is Ben Shore, a senior content PM at Microsoft and an accomplished author, widely recognized for his experience in Microsoft 365. With over three decades of experience in legal technology, Ben has become a sought-after speaker and consultant. His passion for simplifying complex technical concepts has made him a trusted resource for mastering productivity tools and maximizing efficiency in the digital workplace. So I know we've talked just a little bit about this, but what other sorts of practical things can lawyers use Copilot for, Ben? You know, I hinted at it a little bit in my last answers. Let's talk a little bit more about that. If you need a f to create a first draft of something, like a letter or a blog post, for example, Copilot's great about getting you off that blank page. So you can tell it what you want the post to be about, and it can create that, that first draft. And you can even give it some guidance. So for example, you could tell it, create a one-page draft based on this rough outline. And then you could paste in an outline of, of what you want it to do. Maybe you've got an existing document, and you want to see if a particular paragraph could be written more carefully or more uh, clearly. So Copilot could suggest some alternative ways to write it, to make it more concise, clearer, heck, even funnier if, if that's what you're going for. You've got, you know, now I, I can't vouch for Copilot's sense of humor. It may not jive with yours, but you can try it. Maybe you have an existing document and you need to create a PowerPoint presentation based on that document. You know, we're all speakers at conferences, and I can say that the ability to have your handouts and your presentation created simultaneously is kind of intriguing. You know, you could write the handout and then tell PowerPoint, Copilot and PowerPoint to create a power presentation based on that document. Including graphics? Yes, if you wanted to. So Copilot can do that. It can take that Word document and create a draft presentation from it. Including speaker notes, by the way. It'll take a stab at speaker notes. Now, keep in mind, as I've said before, these are drafts, right? So it's going to create the draft presentation. It's still up to you to go through, review it, put it in your own voice. You may want to reorganize it or rearrange it a little bit. But it can get you off that blank page and it can get you a long way towards your finished product. And then you just have to go in, review, polish, and get it finished. Copilot's really good at summarizing. You know, we've probably all come back from a weekend or a vacation, or heck, lunch, 
and found a long email thread that happened while we were away. Up till now, we'd have to scroll back and do a lot of reading to figure out what was going on in that conversation. Copilot can summarize it for you and give you the key points so that you can, you can be up to speed pretty quickly on that. It doesn't necessarily replace reading the messages. You probably actually have to read them still. But at least you can understand going in, you know, what's going on and, and how deeply you need to dive into it. Copilot and Teams can do that for meetings and chats. So summarizing what's been said up to that point, for example. And you could even ask it questions about what's been discussed in the meeting, which is pretty cool. You can ask Copilot to suggest next steps. Again, in a meeting, you could say, you know, what's been discussed and what do you recommend for next steps? Now, it, not all of its recommendations are going to be, you know, gold, but they're often quite useful. And Copilot can also summarize Word documents, PowerPoint slide decks, things like that, too. So the ability to summarize is a pretty powerful function of Copilot that, that lawyers will probably like. Well, let's talk credibility. Does Copilot make up stuff? Does it hallucinate like ChatGPT does on occasion? Oh, that's such an important question. And we've had a lot of conversations about that. You know, I think Jared Spataro, who's one of our corporate vice presidents, said it best. He said, sometimes Copilot will get it right, and other times it'll be usefully wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that phrasing, usefully wrong, you know, because I've actually found that quite a bit in my own use of Copilot. Is sometimes it gives me content I can use right out of the box, right? It gives me a paragraph, a word, a page, whatever. And sometimes it gives me something that isn't quite what I wanted or isn't quite correct, but it points me in the right direction or it gives me an inspiration for how I might approach that piece of content. You know, I asked Copilot not too long ago to write a short blog post for a hobby blog that I maintain. And it wrote about six paragraphs, which was about what I wanted. Three of those paragraphs were good, were quite good. The other three, I need to edit those and fix them a bit. But was it a disaster? No, not at all, because it took a process that might have taken me an hour to do before cut it down to maybe 15 minutes. So it was really helpful, even though it wasn't entirely correct right from the start. What about the real hallucination that we've seen so often of citing cases that don't exist or things like that, articles that don't exist, wrong citations? I've had a lot of personal experience with that. So will it have those kind of hallucinations? Because I don't know of an AI product that doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Copilot do that yet. But yeah, like any AI, there's always the possibility of inaccuracies or sensitive material. And, and so it's really important that you review and verify any factual information it gives you. And that comes back to what I said kind of at the, at the beginning, which is you should not be writing, a, you know, using it to write a brief or a memo or something you're going to file with the court or send to a client unless you're going to review it first. You've got to review it. Well, do you have any tips for getting the best results? Is this like so many of the other AIs? You kind of have to master the prompts. <laughs> yeah, it definitely helps. So a couple of things that, that you, I think can help with Copilot or any AI, really. The first off is really think about what you wanted to create for you and then try to use that in your prompts. The more specific you can be, the better the result you're going to get. So, you know, telling it, you know, write a letter to the landlord about water damage in the office. Okay, it'll do that. It'll give you a draft of that but it's not going to be very specific because it doesn't know. If you say, write a letter to the landlord, Joe Smith, about water damage in the reception area of the office that occurred on May 20th, tell him it cost us three days of business and request he credits us for three days of office rent as compensation, you're going to get a much better and more detailed draft from that. So the more detailed and the more specific you can be with your prompt going in, the better off you're going to be. And, and you can use, as I mentioned before, you can do things like copy and paste in outlines you can have it refer to other documents in, in your system. If there's another related document that you want to look at to create this new document, it can do that. 
And so the more information you give it, the better. The second suggestion I'd have is try a bunch of stuff. You know, ask Copilot to create what you want and then try phrasing it a different way. Sometimes just changing the wording can really help. You know, play with it. Pay attention to how little differences, you know, in what and how you ask can change the output. I guess the last thing I'd suggest is sometimes setting context can help. And we've seen this with other AI tools as well, that sometimes if you say, how often should I water my trees? It'll give you one answer. But if you tell it, act as a professional landscaper, how often should I water my trees? You can actually, amazingly enough, get a better answer sometimes because you've set that context ahead of time. So in some cases, it may be helpful to set a context ahead of time and tell it you want it to act as the client, you want it to act as an attorney, you want it to act as whatever. And that can help set a context that will sometimes get you better results. Man, I just love the idea of using my data and my papers and my emails to uh, provide the data for this. It sounds like it'll be really useful, but, but what about privacy? Is Copilot going to be training the public database with our private data? The most important thing to understand is that Copilot is built on top of our current commitments to security and privacy. So none of that changes. Okay, the current Microsoft privacy policy still, still stands. Customer data, including the prompts you type, is not used to train the foundation LLMs. Also, any security controls you have in place will still be respected. So for example, when I ask Copilot a question, it can look at the public data in the LLM, and it can look at any corporate data that I have access to. But any data that I don't normally have access to, Copilot can't get into that for me. If the user doesn't have permission to open that Word document or that Teams chat, then Copilot can't open it for them either. It's piggybacking off your permission, basically. Exactly, exactly. It uses the same permissions that the user has. So if that user can't open that file, then neither can Copilot for that user. Okay, before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. If you're like me, you're probably a bit frustrated with the state of our political system today. Democracy Decoded, a podcast by Campaign Legal Center, examines our government and discusses innovative ideas that could lead to a stronger, more transparent, accountable, and inclusive democracy. Listen at democracydecoded.org to their new season, which takes a deep dive into democracy at the state and local level by highlighting different ways to ensure that every voter's voice is heard. Filing court documents, serving legal papers, collecting electronic signatures, all critical parts of the litigation process, yet ones that are time-consuming and error-prone. But what if you could do more straight from your case or document management software? InfoTrack automates data entry, document selection, tracking, and information syncing across all these core tasks and more by integrating with your core systems like Clio, Smokeball, Leap, MyCase, and others. Spend more time on substantive legal work and less time on busy work. Learn how simple it can be at infotrack.com simple. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is Microsoft's Copilot, new AI tools for Microsoft 365. Our guest today is Ben Shore, a senior content project manager at Microsoft and an accomplished author widely recognized for his expertise in Microsoft 365. With over three decades of experience in legal technology, Ben has become a sought-after speaker and consultant. His passion for simplifying complex technical concepts has made him a trusted resource for mastering productivity tools and maximizing efficiency in the digital workplace. 
So Ben, I think everybody wants to know when are the lawyers going to get Copilot and is there any additional cost? Copilot is in a, it's in a very limited private preview today. We don't have any announced timetable for broad availability, but I can promise you we are working very hard on it. We're recording this in the middle of my workday and I have more meetings this afternoon about this very subject. We are on it. As for pricing, I don't have anything I can share on that today. And I'm not being coy there. I actually don't know if that's been decided yet. But keep your eyes open because, you know, obviously more announcements are coming. So that'll be fun too. I believe the current plan, though, is that Microsoft 365 Copilot is going to be an add-on license available for Microsoft 365 E3, E5, Business Standard, and Business Premium customers to begin with. I think that's the current plan. So there would be some kind of cost. You just don't know what it would be? I believe that's true. Of course, like anything else, it could change, you know, 10 minutes from now. We're certainly familiar with that, with the uh, generative AIs. It is remarkable how what you knew yesterday is quickly history. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, there always seems to be breaking news about AIs of any kind. That's been kind of the theme of the year in following technology. So is there any breaking news you can release about Copilot? Gosh, you know, it's, it's moving so fast. There's probably been news while we've been having this conversation. (laughs) <laughs> you may have heard that Windows Copilot has started showing up in the preview builds of Windows 11. So that's pretty cool. I don't know what their release schedule is for Windows Copilot for broad availability. But if you're on one of the, uh, the preview builds, you, you may be starting to see it already appear for you on your machines. And Windows Copilot, my understanding, and I don't work very closely with the Windows team on Copilot, so this is just my understanding. Windows Copilot builds on what, what we've done with Bing Chat. That should be pretty, pretty cool to see right there integrated into the OS. And it can also, I believe, do a number of things as far as like changing Windows settings for you if you've asked it to. You know, so you can, if you want to change to dark mode, I believe you can ask Windows Copilot change to dark mode and it'll just do it, which is kind of nice. And, and that really kind of highlights, you know, one of the biggest revolutions, I think, of this generative AI that we're seeing, including Copilot, is not as much, I mean, yes, of course, the things it can do are very cool, but the interface it has is especially cool because it's for the first time maybe a broad-based natural language interface where you can literally ask it to do what you want it to do in your own words, in plain English, and it'll do it. And for the most part, you don't have to worry too, too much about syntax, about very specific syntax. I mean, you know, it used to be if you, if you spoke exactly the right robotese, right, you could, you could maybe get something to do it. But now you don't have to do that. The natural language processing in all these AIs is just amazing. And that may be the biggest part of this revolution, really, of AI, is that natural language processing. So Windows Copilot is starting to roll out, and it brings a lot of that natural language processing right to the Windows UI. Also, we've launched an AI skills initiative, which is a a free online course in conjunction with LinkedIn Learning. So anybody can get up to speed on AI and generative AI. There is a, there's, I believe there's also a professional certificate that'll grant you at the end of it if you complete it. And I think there's a test or a quiz that it gives you at the end. If you pass that, you get a little uh, professional certificate on that. Uh, that's free for anybody who wants it, wants to take it. You can find that if you search for Microsoft AI skills, I believe, if you do a web search for that. You know, as I've been reading about Copilot, the one thing I hear over and over and over again was that as ChatGPT has really been the big dominant player. Everybody is saying that because so many people are using Microsoft 365, that this is going to be the biggest news in AI and will probably overtake in many respects 
all of the earlier furor over the other software, particularly chat GPT, although I think there's room for both. What's your view of that? Is this going to be as big in the news department as people are saying? Uh, I think it's going to be huge. That's my personal opinion, of course. But yeah, in my opinion, it's, it's going to be massive. And it's probably one of the biggest changes we've made to Microsoft 365 and, and the Office apps in, in years. I mean, it's hard to think of one that's bigger in terms of potential impact. You know, it's super exciting. I, I get to work with it every day. I really enjoy it, even when it's usefully wrong. No, I think it's going to be a really big change. And and a lot of people are going to, I hope it's going to be a positive change for everybody. I think it will be. But yeah, it's going to be big. Well, I guess that affirms what the headlines have been screaming for a while. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for joining us today and taking your time. We really appreciate it. And we know you're somewhat constrained because everything isn't out in the open yet and some things haven't even been decided. So no no worries there. But it's kind of nice to get a little bit of a preview and a little bit of background on how this is going. And as always, Jim and I thank you for our longstanding friendship and all the times you've helped us both when we've needed information about Microsoft. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Ben. Yeah, it's always my pleasure. I'm, I'm always glad to be here with you, too. And that does it for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. And remember, you can subscribe to all of the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us an Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Miss Sharon. Happy trails, cowboy. Thanks for listening to The Digital Edge, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway for their next podcast covering the latest topic related to lawyers and technology. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.